What's going on, Conscious Wealth Podcast family? In today's episode, we're taking you guys behind the scenes into another one of our high-level masterclasses that I gave on this concept of the fourth turning that you may have heard me talk about before on social media. This episode is a part two, so if you haven't already listened to the first part of this series, definitely make sure to pause this and go listen to that one first and then come back. I promise you'll get much more out of it if you do so. In part two, today I dive into exact historical dates of the last 600 years of fourth turnings, how long each economic system on average lasted before collapsing, and most importantly, how you can position yourself for a once every 100 year opportunity that I believe we're currently heading into. Hope you enjoy. Let's go a little bit deeper into the fourth turning. This is a really cool graph straight from the book. And I don't want to go too much into this, but I do want to point out a few things. So what a secular means is just like a fat chunk of time. So think of it like the word secular, like a seculum is like a, a solid chunk of time. The era we're in right now, they named it the millennial era, <laughs> kind of ironic. Um, but as you can see, their research goes well back into the 1400s. This is not new, guys. This has repeated itself since at least the 1400s when we had some sort of uh, civilization. The main things I want to point out isn't, I'm not going to walk you through the history. You guys can check out the book if you're interested. I just want to focus on this, the one we're in right now. So the last saculum was the great power and it ended with World War II. I told you guys that. Look, 1944. So the new system started in 1945. Okay. Then... We had about 30 years from the new system to the climax year, the awakening year, and these cycles repeat. So why was there this massive consciousness revolution in the 60s and 70s where LSD and psychedelics, LSD was legal. Did you guys know that? It was legal in the 60s and 70s for, I think it was like six years. Wish I was alive then. That's bananas. What happened, and, and when you watch, like, uh, when you learn from like Ram Das or uh, Timothy, whatever his name is, um, or uh, Alfred, Aldous Huxley, some of them, like some of the OGs who were around, the, Terrence McKenna, it was just too, yeah, Timothy Leary, it was just too early. They talk about it, like, what do you think we did wrong? It's like, well, we were just a little bit too aggressive. We got kicked out of fucking Harvard uh, or Stanford, whichever one it was. It was just a little too early, but that speaks to like the power of these cycles. So a massive awakening happened, but it was a little bit too early, but it still advanced the fuck out of us. We just took steps back from then because then it got like, then we went hyper conservative as a nation. And then now we're kind of now the pendulum's back, right? Because we, we were seeing right now what being hyper conservative did. And now kind of the pendulum swinging back a little bit to more like rebellion and such. So it's just incredibly fascinating to me to understand and learn these cycles because it happens. If you observe your own journey, you'll notice this about yourself, that you will swing from masculine to feminine. And when you're too structured and controlled, you're just going to want to go play and break free. But then when you play and you break free and you rebel too much and you frolic in the grass one too many times, then you're like, fuck, I'm kind of missing a sense of purpose and meaning in my life. And then you swing back and society does the same thing because we're all just on this giant rock hurling through the atmosphere together. 
and we're all the same thing. So macroeconomics, if your story is like, this is boring, I'm not good with numbers. It's like, what do you mean? This is the story of humans. This is fascinating. And I would encourage you to reframe that. So my main point with this, we had the consciousness revolution in the seventies. That's like good old Ram Dass, Timothy Leary, um, LSD, free love protests. Then as you can see in this chart, we have time from climax of awakening to the climax of the crisis. So we have a peak in the second or third turning. I don't remember which, which one is classified as, but we have a peak where things reach a crescendo of like, almost like too good to be true in terms of like, this is it. Like, this is it. The heaven on earth type, type vibes. And then it kind of starts to slowly come back because it was too much too fast starts to retrace just like some of the graphs I showed you guys. And so in this column, you see that there's, there's a very uh, similar range of time that it usually falls in from the peak to the next climax crisis. And this is the data that they used to predict that there was going to be a crisis in 2020 and somehow they fucking nailed it. <laughs> so uh, I know this says 2025, but uh, in the book, it references 2020 and it gets specific into like that. It wouldn't be necessarily like a war that it would be like some sort of um, chemical or biomedical issue or whatever it may be pretty crazy. But anyway, that brings us to this period of time. So their, their ballpark for when uh, the climax crisis is going to reach its peak, AKA the indication that the fourth turning has ended or essentially we're in the ninth inning. If it's a baseball game, we, we just hit the ninth inning. It's about to get really fucking real. And then it's going to be over. And then we're going to start back and we're going to go through somewhat of a first turning and then we'll have an awakening and then it's stages. And so they ballparked that between 2008 and 2029. And so at the latest, we're looking at this decade, um, even though we already had 2020 happen and that, in my opinion, accelerated it and kicked it off and was a big part of the event. So that's why I'm showing you guys, hopefully it's starting to click. Like I'm showing you different lenses because the first lens I showed you had nothing to do with this. This is just a completely separate opinion. And, and then when you start to layer them, you're like, well, these things are adding up perfectly. The long-term debt and credit cycle, it lining up perfectly with the political cycles that tend to play out and the, the wealth distribution cycles. And then now that's aligning perfectly with the fourth turning framework. So it's starting to create a little bit more of a clear worldview of like, okay, so their ballpark is like somewhere around 2025. And to make it a little more eerie, when did the when does the uh, World Economic Forum want the the new world to be here? Twenty thirty. We'll look at their ballpark of the ending of this twenty twenty nine. So we see the writing on the wall. It's happening. We're in the middle of it right now. It has already started. It can go either way. It's a very important time to be alive. That's why I'm doing the work I'm doing. And I can use all the help I can get. It's not about me. It's about what world are we going to have five years from now? And if you don't speak up and you don't immerse yourself in this 
and, and you tell yourself that this stuff isn't important and that it's your brain doesn't work like that. Well, then you, you can't complain with the world we get. Just being honest. We all have to do our part. And it's a very pivotal time. And to me, it's exciting. There's no, there's not even a thread of fear here for me. Cause once you've, I mean, for a number of reasons that I won't get into, but death is an illusion. Money isn't real. This is all an illusion. So it really, it doesn't even matter any way it goes. But at the same time, we are here for a reason. So now I'm going to get into the moods of a fourth turning. This is especially fascinating to me. This is more of the psychology. So anything I've underlined or circled, I believe to be 100% relevant today. So you're going to see moods of the first turning, the second turning, the third turning, and the fourth turning. Okay. And you can see that if you look at the top, it says the first turning is, is kind of uh, described as a high, right? Everything's new and amazing. Second turning is described as an awakening. That was the sixties, seventies. The third turning is described as an unraveling shit. That was the fucking inflation and stagflation in the seventies and eighties. Then that was wars in the 90s. And then that was Y2K in the 2000s. And then we transitioned to the crisis. The crisis era, what, what has happened in there? We had the 08 banking complete collapse, real estate complete collapse, the economy unraveled. And then we had 2020. Hey guys, really quick, exciting announcement for you. We have decided to offer $1,000 in a surprise giveaway to one lucky Conscious Wealth Podcast supporter. All you have to do is leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So rate the show five out of five stars, as well as let us know how you're liking the show in a few sentences. And lastly, screenshot your publicly submitted podcast review and email it to jess.alignedsolutions at gmail.com to enter yourself to potentially win. That is J-E-S-S period a-l-i-g-n-e-d solutions at gmail.com the winner will be randomly chosen on the last day of the month which is going to be september 2022 may the odds be ever in your favor now let's get back to the show it's crazy to see this play out they wrote this so long ago and it's textbook i'm going to focus on the fourth turning crisis. If you're a young adult during the time of a first turning, you'll be categorized as more of like an artist, the starving artist, the creative. If you're a young adult during the time of a second turning, you'll tend to be the prophet. If you're a young adult during the time of the third turning, you'll tend to be the nomad, the traveler. And if you're a young adult during the time of the fourth turning, you'll tend to be the hero archetype. What am I always talking about in here? The fucking hero's journey? It's very crazy. So let's go into this a little bit. So the mood of the families, mood of families during the first turning is typically strong. The second turning is, is weak, weakening. The third turning is weak. And then the fourth turning is strengthening. I've certainly recognized that. I don't know about you guys. There was kind of an aspect of the family unit has been, well, first off, they've waged war against the concept of a man and a woman and a family. 
but not getting too deep into that. Just the concept of a family hasn't been too crazy strong like it used to be in quite a while, but we actually bottomed and we've, it has been strengthening. And a lot of that has been the crisis. Think about it. Since 2020, do you value family more or less? Why? Maybe you were reminded that life's short. Maybe you were reminded that your parents could be gone tomorrow. Maybe you were reminded that you were letting your ego and some petty shit get in the way. And that manifests at a macro level. And so that's very interesting to see. I, I very much would check that and say that is currently the situation. Another one. What is the sentiment around child nurturing right now? Overprotective. <laughs> we have people in this group who have told me privately, like, yeah, you know, we'd love to have a kid, but you know, we're not going to do that right now. Until we know what's going on better in the world, we're not comfortable having a child. So there's this aspect of right now, the sentiment is overprotective as fuck. And I get it 100%. That, so my point is I'm pointing out cause-effect relationships. It makes sense that we are this way right now with what's going on. Another example, the gap between gender roles is widening. That adds to the polarity and the social unrest, right? This is why you have people like Jordan Peterson getting attacked for he's a misogynist, he's a LGBTQ anti-person, like all the things, right? That can only happen in a fourth turning. It's the same thing, widening gender roles, polarity, division amongst us and them, left and right, guy and girl, black and white, widening right now. And it has to, because what goes up must go down, right? It's just, this is just the ebbs and flows. Another interesting one is when you look at institutions in this time period, they are founded. That's very interesting. So this is the time period where you want to be aggressively investing in and focusing on creating the new world and putting your dollars to that. So why is our whole investing thesis around innovation, disruptive technology, cryptocurrency? That's the new systems. We're investing in the new systems. So it's interesting that during the fourth turning, things don't have to finish and fully collapse before new things can be created. It's more of a an ebb and flow of like old things are slowly dying, new things are slowly rising. And we have to be able to recognize those things. Culture, instead of being innocent, passionate, or cynical, we just want to talk about solutions, moving on, getting to actual problems and solving them. And I recognize that as well. We're seeing a lot of that more and more, whether it's your favorite influencers or different leaders in the community, or even politicians are going to speak more to that or whatever it may be, because we, we've been cynical for a little bit too long and things have, that has kind of crescendoed. And when you have a society that is overly cynical, really bad things happen. You have to have trust in the system or the system collapses. And that's part of why it's collapsing because we haven't trusted it for a while. But then once that starts to collapse, then you have to get practical with like, all right, where are we going to go from here? What are we going to do? Another one is that the worldview of people simplifies. I definitely would say that that's spot on as well. Things get real simple after catastrophe and chaos hit. It puts in perspective what is important, what matters. Once again, rising community. Each era has its own ethos. The era of the fourth turning is categorized by rising community. I don't know about your social media feed, but I've curated mine. That's pretty much all I see on there. Different people focusing on building different communities and the importance of community. See it everywhere. 
I don't know that I saw that a decade ago. The sense of greatest need during a fourth turning is to fix the outer world. Now, this one is really fascinating to me because these are the human emotion cycles. Let's go back just to the third turning and think about it. Our ethos from 2000 to 2008 was do whatever the fuck feels right. And what did that create? The housing and banking crisis. Greed got way out of hand. Everyone was living way too lavish, taking on debt and living in a way that was just not fulfilling or in integrity. And too much of that excess caused the 08 crash. But even once it crashed, it rebounded and people have short-term memory loss. <laughs> We're very short-sighted. We started doing it again from about 09, second half of 09 up until 2020. Excess, excess, do whatever you want. Excess, that's what breeds corruption and greed. Well, greed is what breeds corruption. And greed is just characteristic of our lower level animalistic selves. More, more, more when we live from the ego. So now we're coming out of that. How do you fix at scale the human race thinking they can just do whatever feels right and there's no consequences? (laughs) That's the situation we're in. We want to get mad at the Fed. Fuck Jerome Powell. Fuck Biden. Fuck the government. That's us. It's corrupt. It's manipulated, but that's us. And we were doing the same damn thing. Maybe not literally you, but you get what I'm saying. We all have a hand in it. And we were, we were in this American, and I'll just say the first world countries, we were in this ethos of, you know, like too big to fail almost. Like just do whatever feels right. And maybe you didn't personally support it. Either did I, but like we were still a part of that. And so now it's like the pendulum swung back and it's like, look what that created. Now we're dealing with that. We're dealing with that, but people want to get upset about inflation and upset about social unrest, upset about polarity. These are just cycles. What goes up must come down. So now we're fixing the outside world. And then the last one I want to go over is just the vision of the future. In a first turning, the vision is brightening. Everything is optimistic. And that's what you saw in like the World Economic Forum video I showed you guys. If you had to pick an ethos out of that, you would say it was probably number one, right? They were very much trying to paint like a, there's an opportunity and that's the ethos of the first turning. The second one, euphoria is reached. The third one, it gets a little dark, starts to darken. And then the fourth one, because the crisis hits, it kicks off a feeling of urgency when you're viewing the future. You can't make this shit up. When we go through this, you judge for yourself. Where do you think we're at? And so now it becomes a thing of probability. And how do we position ourselves? Because the point of this presentation is not just to like mentally masturbate about theories and humans. 